0: Hi, this is uh, attorney Jamie Miller with another episode of the Miller Law Chronicles, and we put together the Miller Law Chronicles to help people understand the legal process and to simplify the maze by giving people clarity and confidence as they navigate their way through the legal process a really important message. And today uh, I'm really excited to talk to Joe Call. Joe has worked with us here at Miller Miller for a long time. He's a client retention specialist, debt negotiation specialist extraordinaire. He's the person behind the scenes if someone needs debt negotiation help to help get rid of a credit card bill, a medical bill, a private student loan. He's the one that's building the case to help our clients with that negotiation to get the best deal and the best opportunity possible for our clients. He's a Philadelphia fan. He comes from Philadelphia. He'll talk about his love for the Eagles and the Phillies, you know, us being from Wisconsin, you know, we'll we'll just listen in. Uh, Despite his love for Philadelphia, he'll tell us how great he is at debt negotiation, how we've helped clients in the stories that he has and how we're helping people get credit scores up to 720. I'm happy to present this podcast to you about debt negotiation as an alternative to bankruptcy. And I think you'll really uh, like this podcast. It's really important to me if you take a minute to follow us on YouTube, uh, if if that's where you're watching us or on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple, it would mean the world to me. Um, If you um, click that follow or subscribe button, um, it helps us to um, continue to bring um, great content to you. Um, If you want to message us um, with ideas that you have for future podcasts, be happy to hear that too. Thank you again, Miller Law Chronicles. Um, Another episode for you about debt negotiation. Enjoy my friends. Hi, it's attorney Jamie Miller, and I'm excited to welcome you to another Miller Law Chronicle podcast. Today, we're gonna spend some time with Joe Call. Joe works with me here at Miller & Miller as a client retention specialist and debt negotiation specialist extraordinaire. Uh, Joe's been with us for a few years now and has really taken the lead in the firm in helping people get out of debt using debt negotiation and it's become a very specialized area of the practice and something that we're really excited to offer our clients as an alternative to filing for bankruptcy and this time i'd like to welcome joe to the podcast thanks for joining me today joe
1: thanks jamie pleasure to be here
0: it's good to have you and i think you got a phillies hat on is that yes i do
1: yes to the national league east champions
0: Yes, and how are they doing so far this year?
1: Well on our way to going back to the World Series.
0: Yeah, you you and I had a, a nice car ride last night listening, the other night, listening to a no-no, a no-hitter, and I think the pitcher was Lorenzen or something? Yes,
1: right. trade deadline pickup.
0: Yeah, and he got a no-hitter in his, I think, in his second appearance for Philadelphia against the... It was against the Nationals, kind of the not such a great team, but a, a no hitter in the Major League Baseball is quite the accomplishment. I, w- I wish you luck. Hope that our Milwaukee Brewers get to meet Philadelphia in the National League Championship, which would be remarkably exciting. I'll see you in a couple weeks too. Yeah, and I'll just knowing your Philadelphia sports loving self that it, it'll be a miserable time. And If uh, Philadelphia somehow meets the Brewers, because you'll be kind of Goofy Joe in the office, driving us all crazy about your love for Philadelphia. But I, I, I respect and appreciate your that you have such a such a huge fan. But I really appreciate you joining me today for the podcast. And t- tell me a little bit about your journey, how you know where you've worked before, where you're from, maybe a little bit, and how you ended up here at Miller Miller, and then. Kind of the, you know, how we've built this debt negotiation area.
1: Okay. Well, originally from Philadelphia, obviously, which we've discussed, but my career in the creditor, creditor bankruptcy kind of business, I started on the creditor side, more years than I want to say ago, but I started on the creditor side in collections. I worked for a debt collection law firm, which I ended up running and I was there about 17 years and which, you know, I got a little burnt out on that and and I wanted to come over to the good guys, as I like to say. And when I got here, I kind of fell into the debt negotiation because I was on the receiving end of it for so many years. So I kind of have a, it brought me a good perspective about, uh, you know, what the creditors are thinking, what they need to hear in order to help to bring the, the balance of the debt down to an agreeable amount for everybody.
0: Right. And it's, you know, there, there's two different sides of the coin when, are having financial trouble it's the the creditor side those that are trying to collect and then what we call the debtor side the people that owe the money and like you said you were on the creditor side which can be stressful but you've now moved to the debtor side helping people get out of debt and when you've met with somebody and you've made a determination that debt negotiations are an appropriate path to take tell me a little bit about what debt negotiation is, what that mean, what's it entail? Well,
1: it entails, I mean, the, the black and white is just bringing the debt down to something that's affordable for them to be able to pay off. Uh, what I find is that a lot of people, uh, they get debt consolidation and debt negotiation confused sometimes. You know, Debt consolidation is where you're, the creditors are you're trying to pay somebody out over time and it's not always a negotiated lower amount, but it's not a quick process. So debt negotiation is, it's a little quicker and we try to I assess the financial situation. You know, why number one, why couldn't they file the bankruptcy, which is a faster way out of it and cleaner, but a lot of times it could be uh, income limits or maybe they inherited some money while they're in the middle of a bankruptcy and we need to you know try to negotiate the debt down but it's the, the process really is, is assessing the financial situation and assessing the where the debts are in the collection process. Uh, sometimes people come to us where they're just, they're current on everything and they want to try to negotiate a settlement and they couldn't file bankruptcy. That's a little easier of a structure. Some of them are in the middle of getting sued. Some of them may be in the middle of getting garnished. And it's different expectations for each level of where they are in the debt in the negotiation process. Because... Really, you don't want to wait too long to get into it because once a creditor starts paying somebody to collect the debt, you know, they'll, if it's at a collection agency, they're losing, you know, 15 or 20% right off the top, it goes to a law firm, they may be losing as much as of 30% off the top, which, you know, it, it'll, it, it kind of starts to limit the, you know, the reduction in the debt, but it doesn't mean that we can't, you know, but it, I mean, we always can, but it's just you know, a matter of how low we can get it.
0: Right. and. You had mentioned debt consolidation and, you know, as someone that, you know, sometimes I have a hard time sleeping and I'm up late at night and I see these, you know, 1-800-debt consolidators on TV. What are they doing differently than what what you offer our clients?
1: Well, what they're offering is longer term, but the, the problem with debt consolidation is creditors are not required to work with debt consolidation companies. So what happens is they have, maybe eight creditors. And next, you know, four of them are working with the debt consolidation company. The other four are suing them and garnishing their wages. And, you know, it's not clean like ours. You know, when we get involved, you know, we stress who we are. Bankruptcy is an alternative and, you know, it gets their attention and, you know, they'll usually start working with us and we get a little more, I feel we get a little more respect by being, you know, having a law firm name behind us and, you know, creditors will tend to talk more to us than other places. And, you know, we don't, I don't like to stretch out that negotiation for a very long time. There is an option in Wisconsin. I don't know if you ever discussed it in your podcast, but it's called a, a Chapter One Twenty Eight, and that's true debt consolidation. It runs through the state court system. Uh, the key to that is the interest stops running. All right? when people are in these debt, they you know they see the they keep you know they make their payments and nothing ever goes down. The balance never goes down. The Chapter One Twenty Eight freezes everything, and you start seeing a reduction of that right now. So that's the longer process, but, you know, the, the that negotiation, we like to get that negotiations done within six months is usually my goal to have it done. And sometimes, you know, we, you have kind of some options. We can set up a longer term payment plan on a settlement, or we can do a lump sum. And the lump sum is where you pay it all at one time when we negotiate a settlement. You usually get a little bigger of a discount when you do that, you know, the name of the game is how much money can you get me? How fast can you get it to me? Is from the creditor side. But on this, it's, you know, we try to get it wrapped up in six months, but we can do a little longer if, if that's what's needed.
0: Right. And what types of debts do you find the most success with as far as being able to get negotiated deals on them?
1: The, you know, the primary one that we negotiate, I think, is, is credit card debt, primarily. Probably the most successful too. Again, that's one of the kinds of debt that you have to catch it in the right, at the right time to get, you know, to get the most discount uh, for the people. Uh, Another one we've had a lot of success in is private student loans. Uh, Something that's not dischargeable in bankruptcy, but we have, you know, with the way the federal laws are starting to change relating to that, uh, it's perking up the creditors' ears a little bit, seeing that there might be some possible discharge of bankruptcy with private student loans. And, you know, in the last six to eight months, I really had, a lot of success with the private student loans um, and then, you know, medical debt in general, you know, the medical debt industry has, has changed a lot in the last couple of years with COVID and the credit reporting changes. So we have success across the board. I mean, the ones we can't negotiate would be uh, government debt, you know, fines, tickets, restitutions, federal student loans. We can't negotiate those, but you know, with everybody else, we get, we get something done with everything. You know, it's, it, I've run in a lot of different situations now with, you know, since they've been doing this year, you know, now there's this new thing called small businesses. A lot of times they have, we all know what a payday loan is, but there's a business version of that. And it's, I think it's even more brutal than the private payday loans, but there's a lot of that going on now too. And, you know, we were very successful with getting those done as well.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm seeing a, a ton of the, uh... I think they call them um, merchant cash advances. Yeah, and you have a, a small business owner that has taken out that loan, just a ridiculous interest rate. They're often garnishing accounts receivable, taking money right out of the account. The interest rates are terrible. There's a personal guarantee, and it's a, you know, it can just be a death knell for a, a small business. And I, I know a lot of people out there are dealing with that. I, I did some debt negotiation earlier in my careers, and, and I always had a hard time negotiating on medical bills. Is that something that's doable now? Are you seeing a change in that area? What, I mean, it's been doable.
1: A lot of it depends with medical debt on the insurance situation. If you hadn't, if you had insurance, uh, the chances are this will get a little bit of a settlement, but you know, insurance picked up a lot of it, and this is a balance that's left over after insurance. So, you know, discounts may, you know, not very high, but then there's also somebody who is uninsured maybe at the time of the accident. And, they, and the people we deal with in medicals, they might've had a lapse in coverage and just, you know, man plan, God laughs, but you, know, you get in an accident in the two days, you didn't have insurance. And the, yeah, you know, so there's a bill out there. Right. So they were uninsured and, you know, they get a little no insurance discount but then that, those are ones that we can jump in and really do a, uh, more of a, you know, half balance kind of settlement thing for. It. Right. It's doable. And now they're, what I've noticed since COVID, because uh, when I was in collections, we did it for Freighter and Children's and Medical College. So I have a pretty good knowledge about that. They have stopped, uh, for right now, they always wanted to stop suing people. But it seems like they have, start, you know, they're not doing that as much anymore. And, you know, it may be special cases but they're not now. So I think that's going to help to open up that uh, ne- negotiation a little more because they're not taking money from anybody at this point. So I think they're more open. That's not an avenue for them to
0: collect. Right. So now, you know, I
1: see a lot of success for that in the future.
0: Right. You and I have been helping people, people in debt uh, for many years. And, you know, when people come in and see us, there's, an, you can tell there's an emotional toll that this debt has on them. Yeah, Tell me a little bit about how you deal with that, how you can take someone who's just so stressed out and, and help them feel better and help them see a future. Yeah,
1: I have two, two, two different kind of takes on that, which I think which I think makes you do a good job. Number one, I spent so many years putting people in that situation, you know, from the collection side and, and running pressure on them. And it's, so I, I know what they're hearing when they're talking to their creditors, I make sure they understand that I know what they're going through right now. And I know what the creditors are putting them through right now. And I can hit on, I'll say, are they doing this? You know, and they're like, oh yes, that's exactly what they're telling me. You know, and that puts them at ease knowing that they have somebody that, you know, understands that side of it. And then as well as, you know, and when they, from their perspective now, it's, you know, I try to be empathetic and I am empathetic about the stress that they're under. You know, and one of the first things that I like to do to them is, especially when it's, you know, across the table from each other, is I look them in the eye and tell them it's going to be okay. There is a way out of this and we're going to get you there and you have the right people on your side you know, to be able to, to get you out of this. So, you know, take a deep breath and, you know, we'll take this journey together and you'll let me take that burden from you. I'll carry it and, you know, we'll get you through it. And you know, it's the people seem to... They respond well to it, and they, you know, you'll see my reviews on our website. We very people are very happy with that, and and they see that I present that to them well, and and I do feel it. I really do. It's not, you know, it's not a line of uh, anything. It's I just believe it. And since I've come over here working for you for years now, uh, I've seen the results of it. I remember the first time, you know, I started retaining people, and I came to you and. I think it was, they'd been on a payment plan for a while and they filed the case and I saw that and I walked into you and I was like, all right, I get it now. (laughs) I get it. You know, I I can see now what we really do and how it makes people feel. And I just try to carry that on with with everything that I do.
0: Wow. and there's a lot of truth to that because, you know, unless you can maintain that empathy and sympathy for the client, and then transfer that into aggressively representing the client, you really, it's hard to do a great job for them because, and, and that's one thing that you always do, which is remarkable, despite, you know, the hours that you put in and the hard work that you put in and the number of clients that you help, you know, you have the passion for making sure that the result is if you were negotiating for your own family and trying to get the best deal for yourself, if that's what you're doing. And I think that's really the, you know, the secret sauce as to why, you know, you have so many people that are so satisfied and I I appreciate that you push it. You just don't take that first offer. You have a number in mind that you feel that you've discussed with the client that you feel is reachable and you push for that number. And I, you know, I applaud you for that because it's not always easy to kind of keep up that positive attitude and that desire to, you know, always seek what's best for our clients. So I, I, I thank you for that.
1: Well, I think we were talking about the other night, we were talking about a, a, an author that we read, maybe, I don't know if that was you, but it is an author and he has his main character is a detective and his name's Harry Bosch and, you know, he solves murders and you know, his motto is everyone counts or no one counts. You know, every client should be treated the same and fought with the same passion. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's easier said than done. You know, because it really is. And I appreciate you saying that. Can you think of our, you know, I don't want to disclose anybody's name, but can you think of a a real life story of someone that came into you, had debts, and you really just turned their life around? If you can. Yeah, there
1: was a, a gentleman, eight-year Iraqi war veteran, and came came to us, and he was really under a lot of stress, and, uh, you know, we teamed up, and, you know, I told him, you know, let me take care of this for you, and I so much appreciated, you know, what he did for our country and, uh, and everything, and we got him taken care of, and, you know, he said that on in the review on our website, you know, you changed my life, and you got me out of a dark place, and you know, he was I'm very proud to have been able to do that for him. Again, I'm very pro veteran, and, you know, he's just amazing. And another lady, I'll tell you another story, because she just came back into my life a couple days ago. A little old lady. I'm a sucker for little old ladies. I think everybody around the office knows that, because my mother was a little old lady, and, you know, that's what it is. But she came to us, God, two years ago now, and her husband had passed away, and she got a little out of control. <laughs> And you know she had some money in a, I think, 401k or some retirement or pension or something from him, and you know she wanted to try to protect that as much as possible. She was scared to death, started getting sued, and was scared to death. And worked with her over the course of about four months and uh, got everything settled. Well under fifty percent of what she was owed or what was what she owed. And she was so she's cute, you know, And, and she was just the end result maybe wasn't probably one of the best that i ever felt out after the outcome of the case and i got a call from her two days ago and with her daughter and i thought man what did i do <laughs> someone was sued her, and a credit card company sued her and she's like and i was like i know we paid it and you know the technology we have here and everything we're able to keep records of checks and, you know, negotiations, and I had a spreadsheet. I knew exactly when we paid it. I know who we paid. I have confirmation number and now we're going to make this little lady a little bit of money after we send our, our consumer rights attorney after the credit card company, because they, they should not, they should not have sued her. It was right there. So it was nice. It's, sometimes it's nice to see people circle back or they send a friend over or something like that. And, um,
0: yeah. The, the referrals mean a lot. That's the ultimate compliment when you've done a good job for someone is when they send someone else or they come back if they need more help. And, and we see a lot of that. Um, so like, like the, the little old lady or the the Iraqi vet that you were just talking about, why, why did they choose debt negotiation over bankruptcy or Chapter 128 or something like that? What, what was, do you remember maybe what pushed them in that direction?
1: For the veteran, he
0: he felt, you know, as a veteran
1: would, a lot of times he felt an obligation to pay his, you know, to pay his creditors, but you know, he, it got to the point he couldn't, you know, he had a couple of kids coming on the way and he was, he's disabled. I won't go into why, but he, he was disabled and just felt like, you know, he should try to do the right thing, you know, but he also realizes, and the fact of the matter is, you know, it's credit card debt. And the fact of the matter is, you know, they get overcharged, you know, you're, you might have bought a you know five thousand dollars worth of product and they're coming after you for ten thousand dollars. Now they have a right to make money, you know, don't get me wrong, everybody understands that and he understood it. But you know, he also understood he was being overcharged and you know just wanted somebody to be a voice for him. And he had tried it on he had tried it himself. And you know, when you try to do things yourself, it the the creditors are not gonna show you maybe respect is the wrong word, but they're not gonna hear your voice and they're not gonna listen to you because they think, oh, you know, what do you know? You're just taking a shot in the dark. But when, you know, you hire a firm like Miller & Miller uh, to work for you, they know that we know. And you know, one of the advantages I have here, especially when it's down, when it gets to the legal end of it, is I know almost all of the attorneys on the creditor's side because we were competitors for years. So that brings a, a certain amount of respect as well. But anybody, even a credit card company, once an attorney's office gets involved, you know, because the clients will say to me, "Well, they, they didn't offer me anything." I'm like, well, "How are you going to get it?" And they said, "Because you're coming to a professional, you have a problem, and you bring it to a professional, and, and we'll, we'll get the result." For the little old lady, she had the money, and you know her husband had passed, and she had money in a, you know, in a pension, and you know, it was just too much money for her. To I, however it was structured, it was too much assets to be able to file uh, Chapter Seven. So, you know, we wanted to protect us as, as much of that as possible.
0: Right. And I think one of the, the values of kind of knowing about bankruptcy and debt negotiation, chapter 128, is that when a client comes in and has a problem, I, I think you and you join me in the view that it's really not our job to tell them what to do. I think it's our job to empower them with as much knowledge as they can, and then kind of shepherd them to the best decision that they can make to help them make the best decision that's best for them and their family. And there's a lot of people think bankruptcy helps a ton of people and is a great solution for a lot of people. But for others, they may not have enough debt that doesn't make sense to file bankruptcy. They may just say, you know what, let's try debt negotiation first and see what happens. And, you know, I think the results that we're able to get for people and also you know, getting people back on their feet, you know, getting people up to a 720 credit score, getting rid of their debt, cleaning up their credit report is all, you know, valuable things that that can be done, whether it's bankruptcy or debt negotiation. You know, sometimes the end result can be the same. It's just the the path, right? And, you know, so someone comes in and they have, you know, three credit cards, you know, all three total about $30,000. What kind of information do you need from them to be able to assess their case before you go to the creditor to make an offer?
1: Financial uh, of information, you know, what is your income? Uh, how is it structured? That means you know, sometimes people, you know, they're on commissions and, you know, it's not a steady income. So how's your income structured? Uh, is the income a protected income? Like with social security, they you know, there's they can't take social security money. So how is your income structured? How many, you know, children do you have? What tell me about your day-to-day expenses and what they total up to and you know, everything a lot of stuff is bankruptcy and debt negotiation and credit rebuilding, debt to income ratio is, is a big it's really a big factor in everything. And you know, how much you got coming in, how much you have going out, and like when I present uh, an offer to a creditor I, I have to present financial information like that. It, I have to tell the story. I, I get the information from the client and by presenting it in a way where there's as much money coming in as money going out. There's a certain amount of money available, and let's try to, to fit that into that window. But that's the big part of it, is telling the story for the client and, and being their voice. Because when they tra- tried to call the creditor, they, they weren't allowed to have the voice. Right, They get pushed around and... and Personally, I'm not the kind of person that's going to get pushed around and we shouldn't be pushed around. We're, we are professional as well. Just they, that's the general information is, you know, why are we here? There's always a story behind, you know, how they got into this situation. Cause you know, if, if they were the type of person that just didn't care about paying their bills, they really wouldn't be sitting in front of me talking about that negotiation. You know, they want to, they just can't. And you know, why can't you And, and get the story behind that? And you know, and present it in that way. Right. And, I, and just to touch on one thing when you were talking about when, when we first meet with people, yeah, people will either come in with a preset idea of what bankruptcy is and you know, oh I don't want to do it. There's a lot of bugaboos about bankruptcy, but it's really a myth, you know, a lot of it and I spouted that myth and that's my like creditor side. All I knew about bankruptcy was I wasn't getting paid. And you know, there's all this, you know, these stuff out there about it. And I tell them that i always tell that to people so be like so look i start out every conversation and every consultation even if they think they know what they want coming in i just say let's get the problems out and let's find a solution there could be more than one and then you're right let them you know let them make their decision as to
0: what they want. right that's very valuable information and to the creditors you know like on credit card debt, are they looking for like financial statements do they when you're calling, do they want to know what income is? Do they want to know what assets are, or are they just, you know, debts two years old and they just want to get it settled? I mean, what are you seeing there? Is it from vary? the creditor side? Yeah, from yeah, what they're looking for. At the
1: different levels of where it is in the collection process, uh, you've heard of the phrase "trust but verify," right? You know, there's in certain stitch, you know, in certain stages of collection. Yeah, I got to provide bank statements and uh, some other flat out information from, you know, sh- showing their debt. Other times I just need to explain the debt and, you know, they call it, now they call it a, what's the hardship, you know, and, you know, I can just go through that and, and I, you know, don't have to, but, you know, as we're, as I'm assessing what we're going to do. And it's one of the reasons I always ask the people, where is the debt? What is the situation with it? Cause then I will know what I have to, you know, what I have to show and what I don't, you know, what cards in my hand, I got to show and what I don't have to show.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, what, what are the pros and cons, you know, like of hiring someone to do it versus trying to do it on your own?
1: Neat. When you're trying to do it on your own, you you don't really have a, you don't have a cudgel. You know, you don't have, you can say you have, Oh, maybe I'll file bankruptcy, but, and you know, they're not, just not going to listen to it. They just want to know. What's the case number if you're going to file bankruptcy or, you know, they just push them around. They they, they, they try to bulldoze them. And you know, I did it for years. And you just, they, you very rarely get a settlement on your own. And it's, I don't know why. Well, I do know why. I mean, they just don't show the respect. And you need someone like us. But you know what? I will tell people maybe they haven't done that yet. You know, I'll be like, you know, I tell them kind of what the process is. And I know what they're thinking. Oh, maybe I can do, do that myself. And I, I welcome the opportunity, and for a couple of reasons. Number one, when they make the decision to come back to us, then they know that they've, you know, they tried and failed. And, and the other reason is that I really encourage it. Sometimes is to talk to them and tell them, "Look, I, I'm, I'm thinking. I've been talking to a bankruptcy attorney. I don't want to go that way." You know, and then they'll try to reach a settlement, and you know, they get rejected. But the great thing is they come back, hire me and three days later, there I am sending a notice of representation from Miller and Miller saying, showing that, hey, wrong. they they, I guess, well, I guess they were serious. And, you know, that actually helps a lot trying to do that. I and mean, it solves both of the problems.
0: Right. And it's all about leverage. You know, sometimes when a client calls and tries to settle a debt and maybe they have the income to be able to resolve the debt, or maybe they submitted a financial application for that loan. And so the creditor kind of has a sense from that initial application of what the financial situation is. But if someone's in a relatively decent financial situation, they still can qualify to file a bankruptcy. And so the leverage that you have calling from Miller Miller, you know, a, a bankruptcy law firm is listen, Joe creditor, if we don't settle this debt, you know, we're not threatening you. But they kind of know that bankruptcy is a potential and you've built that leverage. You know, you've built your case before you talk to them. You know, kind of a final thought, you know, what are you seeing out there as far as people um, being able to um, get their credit back after debt negotiation? Is that something that people can do or are they stuck for a long time? Oh, absolutely.
1: After, after bankruptcy, you know, we offer and we pay for a program called the Seven Steps to 720. It's designed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy to give you a 720 credit score within two years. And we, we offer that to our debt negotiation clients as well uh, because the idea is to clear the credit so you have no debt. And so you're, you're in the same, close to the same position you were in when you filed, if you filed a Chapter 7. On uh, the credit report, it'll show as settled for less than full balance. But in the end, it's still, it, the debt's still paid and it'll be reported properly in the credit report and you don't owe the money. So the debt to income, you know, ratio goes down and same idea of rebuilding the credit. It's, you know, what a lot of people don't understand about rebuilding credit too is it's not, you don't have to go into debt to build your credit score. And a lot of people think that, you know, and that's why a lot of people take advantage, you know, more than the bankruptcy thing here, but more of the, we tell people this when we sign them up, is you got to stay out of the trap. When you want your debt free, you got to stay out of the trap. And that's because all the creditors are going to try to suck you back into debt, which is another reason we encourage you going to doing the 720 program after debt negotiation is done. So stay away from that. And you, you can build your credit through this and, and you know do it the proper way with a good, solid foundation. And There's no reason we, you know, it's the same after debt settlement, as long as you're putting all of your debt into it. You know, if you're leaving some stuff out, then that's your choice. And that's another advantage of debt negotiation is uh, you can keep, you know, if you want to keep a credit card, you can. We're only dealing with what, you know, what you want us to deal with. But if you do the clean slate, which is what I always suggest, you know, getting all the debt settled, you'll be able to rebuild your credit the same way as you can after a bankruptcy. Any
0: Any final thoughts or, you know, any wisdom, you know, in your experience that you want to impart uh, on someone that's dealing with th- this type of debt at this time? Don't be scared. There's a solution out there for you.
1: Maybe, you know, more than one. And, you know, don't be ashamed of your debt. There's nothing wrong with it. Labor handling can file bankruptcy. Okay. And if, were, if that happened, you know, or needed debt relief, I mean, he went the bankruptcy route, but, you know, don't be scared. There's help out there for you, um, you know, I went, you know, I used to be the big bad wolf at the door and now I'm on the other side. And, you know, there is help for you, you know, but you have to, you know, if you're in a debt situation, you have to do something. And, you know, to come in and spend a half an hour with us doesn't cost you any money. It's going to give you the solution, you know, going to give you options for solutions. And then it's up to you to take them, you know, but you're to the point where, you know, everybody knows when when it's time to do something. You know, either you've been making the minimum payments forever and you're just not getting anywhere and it's, you know, it's just getting either the kids are young and you can't, you know, you're having problems feeding them or your kids are getting into college and you start like, I'm at that phase of my life right now. You know, I'm starting to think about you know what beach I want to be laying on when I'm, you know, 68 years old and you start thinking about that. And if you keep doing that, if you don't address the situation, you're never going to sit on the beach. You know, and when you're in that credit card debt and you're paying the minimum things, I always refer to, you know, the, the mouse in the cage, he runs on the wheel. And they, that piece of cheese dangles in front of the wheel. He never gets to eat the cheese. And let's eat some cheese. Let's get you some cheese to eat. And, you know, you can get there, but it's ultimately that person's decision. But right. we'll always be here no matter where you are in the process. Yeah.
0: You, you are a, a wise person, and I'm so grateful to have you on our team. And uh, excited because, you know, it, it doesn't cost anything um, to have a conversation, to talk about what options so that you can impart your knowledge upon our clients to help them make a decision that works best for them. And, you know, whether they want the help or a client wants the help or not, just having that information is very valuable and can be very calming. I really appreciate you, Joe. Thank you so much uh, for taking the time to talk with us today. To our listeners, if you can, we greatly appreciate you following us on YouTube. If you're watching this video on YouTube, click that uh, subscribe button. You'll get updates on upcoming podcasts. If you're on Google podcasts or Spotify or Apple, please follow or subscribe. So we can continue to push out some really great content. Joe, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. And we'll look forward to helping, you know, more and more clients in this debt negotiation world as the future. Well, thanks for having me. Hey, next time, can we get some Eagle jerseys in the background? No, I did that on. (laughs) Even though you're not a huge Packer fan, I I made you sit in a location where we see Brett Favre and Bart Starr lurking behind you. I can't think of two better. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys.